Hey, hi, hello, it's Eric. Happy summertime. It is crazy here at JTB Central as we are moving our home studio. That's right, more sultry sounds in a brand new space. So we are hyped to get back into the groove, and we promise that there will be a new episode in two weeks. But wait, we are dropping two new recaps of the Pool Party and Bachelorette Party arcs. This is a brand new audio experience with more world building and a slew of audio design from Brandon, so this is something you cannot miss. We also do this so it's easier for new people to get into the show. So this would be a perfect opportunity to share JTP with someone new. We know you want to talk D&D all the time. Yeah, we see you, Discord. So bringing a loved one to the party would be perfect. You can hear Pool Party coming up next and Bachelorette Party in the next episode in your feed. To find the recaps and our beginner episodes all in one handy place, head on over to jointhepartypod.com slash recap. We hope you enjoy, and we'll see you in two weeks. All right. Where was I? The grandparents eased themselves into their big rocking chair next to the fire. The story! The children cry out. Ah, that's right. Johnny and Inara and Tracy and Alonzo. You never forget Alonzo. The speaker calls our party together for their first mission outside the city. It seems like there's some trouble in Antopolis. Reports of strange birds and a whale made out of bone haunting the river. Alonzo, excited as any anointed champion can be, rushes outside. But how do you get to Antopolis? By gyrocopter, of course, steered by the one and only Captain Alex. The copter zips through the sky until it runs into a flock of monstrous bumblebees, their feathers dark with soot. Our party crash lands into some ruins across the river from the city. While everyone is all right, they have a big problem. A giant is stomping right towards them. The party hides from the stone giant and watches him walk and talk in a dreamlike state. Soon after, the city guard wards off the giant, who they call Zubi, but not without losing a few guards as he turns them into stone. Retreating to safety, everyone heads back to Antopolis in boats, where we meet the gruff Cali, the arrogant Geneva, the anxious Tornborn, and Ev. Helpful, but he can never remember the word that he's looking for. Ev confides in our friends that the city guard has been infiltrated by a cult that worships the bone whale, the monster terrifying the city. The sky darkens and rain pours as the boats chug through the water. Tom Yarn panics at the change of weather, the telltale sign that the bone whale is coming. Geneva, pretending to help him, tries to push him overboard as bait. Anara springs into action, sneaking up behind Geneva and pushing him to a watery grave. Shaken and wet, the guards need to report back to the representative of Antopolis, Representative Shields. The party can return the next morning for a meeting with the representative, so Ev takes the party to a local inn to stay for a few days. At the giant mistake, the party gets into some drunken misadventures, like soothing the broken heart of Cassie, who, unfortunately, just got dumped. Her ex is tall, dark, 
never sleeps, half of his face has no skin, and he carries a flaming sword. You know, like a regular person. And he's storming right into the bar. After a heated beef, everyone cools down when Jamie, the Revenant ex-boyfriend, reveals that he's after the Blackfish too. Jamie and the party agree to meet tomorrow night. But wait a second. Where is Alonzo? Turns out, Lonzo, Ev, Cassie, and her friends are drunk and hanging out where all the cool kids hang out, a half-built bridge. Johnny has to guilt the drunken youths to safety, but not before Tracy saves Cassie from bone-infested waters. Worse for wear the next day, Johnny, Anara, Tracy, and Alonzo head to the state house. Alonzo announces that they're here to help, but Representative Shields is unfazed. They don't know what Alonzo is talking about and dismisses the party so they can talk to the young champion one-on-one. Anara sneaks away to hang out with the guards and learn about the Blackfish. Tracy tries to talk to the shaky Tormbjorn, and Johnny turns invisible to listen in on the political drama. Alonzo has been in the dark about the full danger of the Bone Whale and the Blackfish, but Representative Shields tells him everything, and he's energized to get his heroics going. Confused about the presence of Jamie, Johnny asks for help from his lantern of undying light. The light tells Johnny of a prophecy. Five champions rise from our center. Look for the sword of flame, the boots of ground, the liar's mouthpiece, the labyrinth key, and the shining medallion. After some convincing from Johnny, Alonzo agrees to meet Jamie. Jamie leads our party to where he knows the Blackfish have been gathering, the abandoned Antopolis sailing school. The party lies in wait until they see Callie walking towards them, pushing a restrained and hooded F. As Callie puts her hand on the door, Alonzo is overcome with the overwhelming urge to sneeze. With quick thinking, Johnny holds the sneeze back and charms Callie before she can do any damage. He and Anara pump her for information on the Blackfish, and calmly but solemnly, Anara assassinates the turncoat. The party moves on to their second mission, dealing with the lackadaisical Zubi. So they cross back to the ruined city. So how do you get inside the mind of someone who can't control their own thoughts? Anara remembers the mind-reading potion that she made back at Kiko Castle, and drinks it to communicate with the stone giant. He's startled by the clarity of her presence and delicately holds her in his hands without turning her to stone. Zubi explains that the Bone Whale appeared out of nowhere and the sheer insanity of its existence broke his fragile mind. With a calm and steady voice, Anara talks him down and brings him back to reality. He points her towards the Bone Whale's hideout, the cave that used to be Zubi's home, now flooded by diseased water. The four adventurers step inside the dank and strange cave, looking for any sign of the Bone Whale. Unfortunately, in the haste of Zuby's escape, he didn't disable the traps. The party evades rolling boulders, a feisty ooze, and a timed closing door mechanic to come face to face with the Bone Whale. Making matters worse, Jamie is stuck inside the whale's ribcage, struggling to escape. Johnny fires Eldritch Blasts at the Bone Whale, bearing the brunt of its anger and damage. Anara hops from shadow to shadow with her magical cowl. 
She sets off a trap that crushes the monster under a pile of boulders and teleports into the ribcage to grab Jamie. The bone whale rages at Johnny in its damaged state and knocks him out. In the midst of the commotion, Alonzo fires a cursed arrow as a killing blow. As he celebrates, brackish water floods the entire chamber. Everyone tries to swim to the river outside of the cave, except for Johnny. In his unconscious state, he finds himself in the full glory of the undying light. He asks for guidance in a world of darkness, and the undying light cryptically advises him to keep following his path. In a flash, the light cleanses the river of the bone whale's diseased aura and washes Johnny onto shore. Soaking wet but alive, Anara and Tracy stumble upon Johnny's body and hurriedly try to revive him. As they do, Johnny glows brighter and brighter like wood catching fire. All of a sudden, Johnny bolts up and hops to his feet. Johnny is okay, though he's strangely a foot shorter and is missing a shadow. Antopolis, for the time being, is safe, thanks to the Jailbirds and the Young Champion. What awaits them next, my children? is another story.